0: Take your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 23. If you have your Bibles, our ushers are going to make their way through the congregation this morning. And if you did not receive a, a bracelet, I would like to make sure everyone has one. For we're going to do something a little different this Easter Sunday morning quite often we have a handout and we ask you to fill in the blanks and it helps you during the course of the week to perhaps go through uh, the message and be reminded of what was preached. This morning I'm going to give you my message and the five points of my message are on the bracelet. And for many of you, uh, you can wear this throughout the week and when someone sees it and says, what is that? You can be reminded of this morning's message. And maybe with that you will be able to tell someone about the greatest story that's ever been told that our choir sang about this morning. And that's the gospel message of Jesus Christ. This year, uh, we are preaching a series of messages called Outside the Box. Uh, 2020 threw threw us a curveball. 2020 uh, squashed our paradigms. Uh, 2020 smashed our box. The things that we used to do, we couldn't do anymore. And uh, there's been so much arguing about mask or no mask. There was change in political upheaval in 2020. And there was people who we know that actually died and were in the hospital from this virus. Uh, it was one year ago that we were supposed to have Easter. And we did it via live stream it's the worst Easter I remember in my life I was so discouraged I was I I, we had prepared we did our best to present Easter to you last year but it wasn't the same as being in church hasn't it been great to be in church this morning can we take a moment let's thank our choir and all of our orchestra for the wonderful job and how they've encouraged us this morning now they have not entertained us although some may say I've been entertained they were actually preaching through song and that is is that Jesus Christ came he died but today unlike so many other denominations cults or religions we serve a risen Savior very quickly Take your bracelet and let me share with you five thoughts in the time that we have this morning You see the first emblem there and and that is is that on the inside if you're not sure what those mean You can actually look on the inside there and uh, and you and you can look there and and see that what they mean But but uh, we see uh, first of all that he came he came to this earth What does that mean? Let me give you for many who may be visiting and, and they say that we're only one generation removed from people understanding the Bible. It could be that you're here this morning and this is the first time you've ever heard this story. Our education system has drilled into our heads that we evolved from apes and monkeys and Neanderthals. May I just tell you what the Bible says. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, In the beginning, God and then it goes on to say in Genesis 1, 2, and 3 it gives us how this world began God spoke this world into existence I didn't evolve from some monkey God created me and I I I know for a fact it takes more faith to believe in some theory called evolution than it does that there was an eternal God who spake this world into existence God spake this world came into existence there was a man by the name of Adam. God created all of the animals and the fish and the birds and He created a male and a female and Adam had the privilege to name all of those and he was very busy and, and God looked at all of His creation and time and time again God said this, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. By the way, God can brag on Himself. He looked at all that he did said, it's good, it's perfect, it's right. Adam, he had done his job, and and God looked down at Adam and he says, hmm, this fellowship that Adam and I are going to have in the garden is good for Adam and for me, but for Adam, he's incomplete. There's something missing in Adam's life. And in that moment, God reached down and he caused Adam to go to sleep. And he performed the first surgery on man. The Bible says he took a rib from the side of Adam, and out of that he created a, an incredible, stunning, beautiful woman. And it was she was so amazing that Adam looked at her and said, Whoa, man! And then Adam and Eve they had this perfect life. In fact, their life was so perfect that they were naked and they didn't even know they were naked. Do you know that Eve never had to do laundry? Don't get any ideas today. They lived in a perfect place called the Garden of Eden. They didn't have to work. Food was provided. But God created all of us with what's called a free will. I'm thankful that God did not create a bunch of robots so that we all look alike, we all talk alike, we all act alike. God created all of us with distinct individual personalities. There's not another one like you. And with that free will, we know that introduced to all of mankind was a word that for about 6,000 years has been a part of vocabulary called sin. Sin. God gave one prohibition to Adam and Eve They violated that prohibition And for many of us, we've seen in a cartoon character Some serpent and Adam and Eve eating a big red apple Oh, it was much worse than that they violated God's law that said that they were not to look and eat upon that fruit and Eve and Adam uh, they ate of that fruit they partook of that fruit and instantly the Bible says they knew they were naked and they were ashamed and they covered themselves and they hid from God and basically man has been hiding from God ever since because of sin it was necessary for Jesus to come to this earth. Throughout the Old Testament we know that there was sacrifice after sacrifice to atone for sin, the blood of a perfect lamb, of, of a turtle dove, of a, of a goat, of what was available that, that that a literal physical sacrifice was made multiple times in a year to atone for sin. but God the Father allowed God the Son to come to this earth through a virgin by the name of Mary we often celebrate this at Christmas and Christmas is a fun time and, 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 we, and we celebrate the birthday of Jesus but from the time of the birthday of Jesus to the time that he died for us there was a some 33 and a half years that took place Jesus was a man Just like every man here. The Bible even says that that he was tempted in all points like we were. Yet, he never sinned. Why was it necessary for Jesus to come? If you read the Gospels, you know that Jesus came to this earth to ultimately die for all of mankind. But when he came to this earth, it was his intention to be the King of kings and Lord of lords. But the Jewish people rejected him. And the Jewish people said, he's not one of us. Turned him over to the Roman Empire. And we know the story as we've heard the story before, that uh, around the crucifixion, uh, the Jewish people were given a choice. Barabbas, who was an absolute criminal, who deserved to be in jail, and Jesus, who was innocent as a lamb. The Jewish people said, free Barabbas, crucify Jesus. His own people rejected him. I'm looking at scores of people this morning who are Gentiles. We benefit from that mistake by the Jewish people. Because Jesus came for his own, and his own rejected him. He came. The next thing on your that little emblem on there is uh, is that he died, a picture of a cross. And in Luke chapter twenty three, may I just share as one verse as our text verse as I tell this story and using scripture in my in my message. But let me just have you focus your attention in Luke chapter twenty three, verse forty six. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. He died. I do not mean to be trite to my Lord and Savior who gave his life for me. But Jesus, the Bible says, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus came to save His own people, and His own people rejected Him. And may I just tell you that that day on the cross, and many times I've preached uh, for 20-some years on Easter Sunday, and I've gone through the horrors of the crucifixion, and and, uh, I do not choose to do that this morning. I just want to say that at that moment when Jesus gave up the ghost, and when He died, His box was absolutely crushed, because that's not why He wanted to do. He even begged His Heavenly Father to keep him from dying, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. But as a result of Jesus dying, it provides something pretty special for all of us. And that is, is that all of us, every single one of us, we've sinned. We've said a bad word. We've stolen We've backtalked our parents. We've done even greater, worse deeds, uh, if you will, in the fact that the, the scope of that, from murder to drugs to pornography, I mean, the list could go on of sins. But make no mistake, for all have sinned. and All of us have fallen short of the glory of God. Every one of us have sinned. And the reason that it was necessary for him to come and to die on the cross was to provide an acceptable sacrifice so that we, if we believe, we'll have eternal life. He came. Oh, there's religions and cults today. There's some, there's some religions that still have Jesus on the cross. May I just tell you my Jesus isn't on the cross anymore. The Bible says that he rose again three days later. I and you serve a risen Savior. He's in heaven today. I'm so thankful for what He has done. Oh, the Bible says in the book of Acts that he, after his resurrection, the tomb was empty and after his resurrection and and Thomas he saw the, the nail prints in his hands and in his feet and in his side and, and there were so many hundreds of people that saw Jesus that he was alive and, and then the, the Jesus said listen I gotta go away and, I, and the reason I'm going away is because sometime I want to go back and but in Acts he ascended he went back to heaven it was it was witnessed by the dozens and dozens of people including the disciples but he gave a He says I want you to go tell others about Jesus Christ He had to go So that we could do our jobs And that's to tell others about him But that fifth one Is one that I want you to pay attention to And that is this He's coming back He's coming back I ask you this Are you ready for Jesus to come back? Now before you say amen, before you say yes I have to ask you from the Bible Has there ever been a time that you said that Jesus, He died for me, it's personal. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm in need of a Savior. I know that if I died today, I would be eternally separated from God. And there was a time when I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. Has that ever happened in your life? If you've done that, would you say amen? Amen. With all the people here, I would imagine that there are several who could not say amen. Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back to get all of those who know him as personal Lord and Savior. I want to share something with you that's alarming. Just this week, the Gallup poll released... The results of a poll, and for the very first time in the history of the United States of America, church membership has gone below 50 percent. In 1937, 73 percent of Americans belonged to some church. In the year 2021, Less than 50% of Americans have any type of membership in any religious organization. May I just say, if you said amen a moment ago, you are now the minority in the United States of America. I had a fierce debate and argument back in the month of September with one of our former church members, and they were arguing with me about this thought, if the government said we shouldn't go to church, we shouldn't go to church. I would like to ask you a very direct question on this Easter Sunday morning if the government tells you you shouldn't wear a bracelet that tells you five great stories about Jesus are you going to throw this in the garbage if the government tells us that if you come to church you could be arrested would that be that's all it takes I'm not going to that church anymore In our town of Tucson There are many churches who have yet to reopen
1: To the detriment
0: and shame of the gospel message of Jesus Christ My dear friend Jesus is the reason we meet today Jesus is the reason we meet next week and the week after and the week after. And there's no government and there's no military and there's no man that can say, we can't preach Jesus. And may we be reminded this Easter Sunday. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But may we be reminded the day could come. Before between now and our next Easter when the minority has to count the cost Think about that statistic less than 50% of Americans identify with any type of church Not just a Baptist church or a Bible church or a church that's non-denominational any church we must tell our family and our friends and our co-workers about Jesus Christ I'm not going to be long-winded I would like to end with an illustration this morning and if you're not ashamed put on your bracelet wear it may it be a conversation piece I'd like to show you my suitcase it's a very special suitcase Every, every time I, f- I fly back from an international trip or fly, fly home, um, it doesn't matter what country I'm picking up this suitcase. It doesn't matter if I'm flying back into Phoenix or Tucson. 100% of the time, when my bag comes out from baggage claim, people will make a comment about my suitcase. That's so cool. Where did he get that? Has he been to all those countries? Man, every time, 100% of the time, people talk about, my suitcase this suitcase has been to Myanmar so many times it's amazing it's still completely functional as it is it's been a good suitcase it has been to Myanmar so many times it's carried so many Bibles and books and common commentaries to, to Myanmar continue to pray for our dear friends in Myanmar and this this suitcase has been all over the world 53 countries I've been to and and there's a sticker and there's all kinds of stickers from places I've been all over there's a store uh, that Shelly and I, we, we recently took a, a few days to get away. And, and I said, oh, there's the store that, that makes my suitcase. Um, uh, and I had it with me. I said, I'm going to go take it in for a checkup. Literally. I went through the mall. I'm pushing my suitcase through the mall just like this, and everybody's looking at me. Who is that weirdo pulling a suitcase through the mall, okay? I'm pulling my suitcase through the mall. I get to the store, and what I'm about to tell you is 100% absolutely factual what happened. I walk into the store, and Chris, the associate, he says, That's so cool! He goes over to the counter. He puts on white gloves. He says, can I look at your suitcase? I said, well, that's why I brought it in. I brought it in so you could check and make sure everything's working as it should. And he, as if it was a baby, he picks it up and he sets it down on the, he says, can I open it? Yes, Chris. This is why I brought it in. I want you to check it out. And he turns it around and he looks at it. And he says this is like a Porsche. <laughs> he is so excited about my suitcase and he's like gently listen Chris this has been in airplanes it's been dropped it's been look there's dings and dents all over it but he's handling it like it's a baby. And he flips it up and he goes he, he's looking at it he goes oh no. I said What's wrong? He says, you have a spare tire on your suitcase. <laughs> I said, well, I in one of my trips, uh, I came back and, and the and the wheel uh, had gotten broken, and so I had three wheels, and so I called the, the luggage place and asked if they could send me a, another one, and it didn't match the other three, and I said, so I, I just I didn't think anything about it. He goes, you've messed up your suitcase you can't have that it doesn't match the other three that's like a porsche with a spare tire you can't do it i'm telling you the truth this is exactly how the conversation is going I said, this guy's weird it's just a suitcase he says do you have 15 minutes i said why do i need 15 minutes he says i gotta run to the warehouse i'm going to get you the right wheel to go on your suitcase Absolutely. Go ahead, Chris. I'll walk around the mall and, and, uh, and you go ahead. And so I came back 15, 20 minutes later. He had the new wheel and look, it matches the other ones. Isn't this great? He says, he says, I took the liberty and he said, he said, I I opened it up and he says, it's like perfect inside. He says, nothing needs to happen. I said, good. I said, so we're good? The latches are good? He goes, yes. And guess what? If you'll come back November of 2022, he says, I'll replace everything on it for free. Now, let me put that in my calendar. and remember? Get my suitcase. Re- I got your attention with my suitcase. Let me tell you something. Chris was weird about the suitcase so weird in fact that he's texted me twice I pulled up the text this morning he's texted me twice to ask me how my suitcase is doing in fact he took pictures of my suitcase and it's on the company website my suitcase Pastor, this is Easter Sunday. Why would you talk about a suitcase? Let me just tell you something. Chris convicted me. I've never been that excited about my Lord and Savior Jesus. If the opportunity presents itself, sure, I'll tell someone about Jesus. I walked back through the mall and took my suitcase and back to the rental car that we had and put it in the rental car. And now I've come back to find Shelly in the mall. I was walking through the mall, and I had this overwhelming thought, have I ever been so excited about Jesus? It's a dumb suitcase. It dings and dents. It represents a lot of travel. Jesus, he gave his life for me. Have I ever been a Chris and put white gloves on and handled my Lord and Savior with such reverence and and such uh, humility and such excitement and such, oh no, do you realize that in your life you've got a spare tire, we've got to get that sin out. It's hurting your testimony. I would like to challenge you today. You wear. We gave you a bracelet. It's my five points in my message. He came. He died, he, died. he died. rose again, he ascended, but, but listen, he's coming back. Will he look at me and say, Oh, Brent, you're a Porsche in the fact I saved you, but you got spare tires on. You haven't taken care of yourself. You are a Christian. But you've been ashamed of me. I ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? He gave his life for you. The vast majority, if I were to ask you to raise your hand, you're gonna raise your hand and say, Absolutely, I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. May I ask you, are you a Chris? You're crazy in love with your Lord and Savior. He's crazy in love with my suitcase. Texting me, asking how everything's going, the wheels working. Come by and see him next time. When it comes to your Lord and Savior, when's the last time you told someone about him because you were so excited? When's the last time you told a co-worker that you know is going to die and go to hell? Hey, listen, can can, can you give me five minutes to tell you five things about my Lord and Savior? Spend one minute on each one. Have you ever done that? Less than 50% of Australia goes to... Oh, no, no, no. Less than 50% of Europe. Less than 50%... No. Less than... 50% of America identifies with Christ. We're the minority, and if we don't do something about it, this will be the last generation. This will be the last generation unless we stand up and tell others.